0: of who you are and what you are. And so thankfulness
1: is very 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 much in the word of God. All right. So if you have your bibles turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 30. 2 Chronicles chapter 30. I want to preach maybe a little bit different here today uh because I heard that when you eat turkey there's something within that turkey that makes you go to sleep. I don't know if that's true or not but uh That's what I heard, and so that's why when a lot of people eat turkey at Thanksgiving, next thing you know, they're trying to watch the ball game, and they go to bed. They fall asleep in the chair and the rocker. Y'all know that? You know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about, what's in the turkey? What is it? Turpentine? I don't know, but it just seems to be the effect. And so, so maybe maybe you have the turkey and the ham countering each other, and you know you might. And who knows? But uh, I, I want to say it like this. I won't be long. And uh, but here, I, I want to preach this this evening. On again, it's going to be a different type of message. I want to do this pretty much on purpose. But uh, uh, during this period of time, hope hopefully we can just come together. But have you uh, thought in the Bible? And uh, you can still answer this uh, as I ask you, because I want participation for just a moment. Uh, but in the Bible, God uses or Jesus uses different common items to preach with. For example, he might use the meal uh, within uh, the cooking. He might use that meal or he might use a net. He'll talk about the net. Uh, matter of fact, there was one time whenever they... They was trying to catch him about giving uh, under Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and he said, "Give me a penny," and so he uses that penny. Uh, if you think about in the scripture and the Bible, as you're thinking, anybody else can think of anything else that God, the Lord Jesus, has used and maybe a point of preaching or to show a emphasis or make a point with something that's common. Anybody else? Mom, the oil. Okay. The oil. The bread. Fish. So these common things that everybody knows. He uses them and makes a message. Any others? What? The beam. Exactly right. Yes. The beam. Good. Any others? The sheep. We really got it working over there. And that in that area over here, we got it burning up. Anybody else got any thoughts on items or common things that Jesus would use? The rock. the rock, right? Yeah. Wheat tares. That's good. That's good. Have you thought about that before, though, that he would use such small items, such common items as that uh, here today, that God would use or uh, the Christ in his preaching? And as you would study his preaching, there would be, you'd say, there's never been a man who spoke like this. This man spoke with authority. And yet he's using these common things that to bring to us reality of spiritual understanding. Well, I want to preach today on a on a postage stamp. On a postage stamp. Have you ever considered yourself being a posted postage stamp? You know, I, I imagine that you probably thought of yourself Many things, like some might think that I'm Hulk Hogan. You might think it's your Hulk Hogan. Or you might think it's your Barbie. Or you might think that you're, uh, you know, you're rich or that you're this, you're that. But you ever thought about being a postage stamp? And so we want to kind of go through this. And uh, again, it's going to be a little different, but I wanted to make it uh, uh, here between on Thanksgiving that you could be thankful that you're a postage stamp. I mean, of all things that you would be, amen. And so, I wish I had. I, d- I tried to find one. I didn't get one in the mail today. Uh, about when you send out a letter, and then when it goes through the post office, you know, it comes back, and and you can tell that it's uh, been been through the post office, and so. But I didn't have one, so I can't have. I can't show you. But anyway, uh, here in Second Chronicles chapter thirty, and I want you to look in verse six, as we stand here. Uh, today, today or tonight, this evening, you're going to see a word called post. Post. That is where we get our postage from. Today, the English word is postage. This is where we get it from, post. Let's read. So the post went with the letters. Isn't that what a postage stamp does? Okay. From the king and his princes throughout all Israel and Judah, and according to the commandment of the king, saying, "You children of Israel, turn again unto the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and He will return to the remnant of you that are escaped out of the land of the kings of Assyria. Be not ye like your fathers or like your brethren, which trespass against the Lord God of your fathers, who therefore gave them." up to be desolation as you see now be not stiff-necked as your fathers but were yield but yield yourselves unto the lord and enter into the sanctuary which he has sanctified forever and serve the lord your god that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you for if you turn again unto the lord your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that lead them captive so they shall come again into this land for the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will turn not turn away from his face from you if you return unto him then verse 10 so the post passed from city to city through the country of Ephraim Manasseh even Azulim but they laughed them to scorn and mocked them father we come to you in Jesus name we thank you Lord for this day we thank you for the meal we've had the fellowship you've given us. Thank you for the word of God this morning. Thank you for the people of God. And thank you, Lord, for the people's faithfulness. And, God, their love for Jesus and love for the word of God. And, God, how they just continue to, to keep on. And, Father, how they never just quit. And God, they never get, get to the place, Lord, where they're going to just uh, don't do it anymore. They're going to come to the place, dear God, where they just, I'm going to serve Jesus. And I thank you for that attitude. I thank you for that perseverance. I thank you, Lord, for that forbearance in their lives. I pray now, Lord, to draw us unto thee. May we see in their scripture the word of God that may help us and lead us and guide us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So we find the word or see the word post that went with the letters from the king. That is exactly what a postage stamp does. A postage stamp sticks with the letter. And as the letter goes forth, the postage stamp goes forth as well. And so we want to talk about two things today. We want to talk about the letter or the message that's in the letter. And then we want to talk about the stamp that's on the letter. It's important to know that as a post uh, of what letter are you sending, are you going with, amen? And so as we find as a Christian today, Uh, as would be somebody who's like a postage stamp, uh, we'd find that a Christian would be stamped upon a letter that God would give, a letter that God would bring forth. And as this postage stamp is stuck to a letter, you'll know that the message within this letter would go out to the world. And so as we as a Christian today has to understand uh, that we as a post is along with the letter, the letters going to the world, and you know, here's the fact of the matter is, is how many letters will go out to the world without a postage stamp? How many? None. None. And so if the world is going to hear the message, if the world's going to hear the gospel, if the world is going to be able to understand the grace of God and the mercy of God, guess what's got to be on the letter? Postage stamp. And if guess who's going to bring forth the letter, the message of God in the world in which we live today? It's going to be the church, the church. And so look. let's look at the letter, let's look at the message, and then we'll look at the stamp and we'll close. I want you to notice concerning the message here, or the, the message the stamp is on. The Bible says in verse 6, So the post went with the letters from the king and his princes throughout all Israel and Judah, According to the commandment of the king saying you children of Israel turn again unto the Lord God of Abraham. And so the message is the message of repentance. I wonder today would you be a stamp. Would you be that postage stamp that would be posted on that letter of repentance. If somebody would read the letter that you're on. The message that you're on. Would it be the message of repentance. Would it be the message today of Maybe uh, of just silliness or maybe of just being unfaithful. Would it be something that would be uh, worldly? It would be something that, you know, you can do how you want to, just live like you want. Or is the message that you're sent out with today that you're attached to, would it be the message of repentance? You know, we have to be a people today of repentance. We have to be a people not only that delivers the message repentance, but we have to be the people of repentance. We have to be a church of repentance. We have to be the message of repentance. We're all around repentance. We are started with repentance. We are filled with repentance. We live with repentance, and we go forth with repentance. All of our lives is all about repentance. I wonder... You say, well, I don't really like repentance much. It's kind of offensive. It really is. It really is. Repentance is something that's a little different than the world may offer. It's a little different than most churches are offering. Uh, There's not many churches anymore that preach on repentance. Not many that even require repentance for salvation. It doesn't even require repentance to get right with God. All you got to say is, I'm sorry I made a mistake, I just want to do better, and everybody's okay with that. But yet today, can I ask you, if you're going to be the postage stamp that's going to take the message into the world, it's going to have to be a message of repentance. If you're going to be the postage stamp of God, or the Christian that represents the postage stamp, you're going to have to be on the message repentance. I wonder today, are you in that letter? Is that the letter you're sending out for the world? Are you sending the message to your family, to your friends, to the job, to every place you go, and that message is repentance? Amen. That's the very, very postage stamp, and that's the message. Let's look at it this morning, uh, this evening. Verse 6, it talks about, he says, turn again unto the Lord. If you're a postage stamp this, this evening, would you be on that message of repentance? Is that the message you're carrying to the world? You have to turn again unto the Lord. You have to come again unto the Lord. You have to stop where you're doing and you got to come unto the Lord. You can't live that way. you got to turn and come unto the Lord. Is that your message? And I, find, I would say today that this is where the church is failing in 2022. is that we're no longer living the message or on the message that brings forth to the world, turn again unto the Lord. You know what America needs tonight? Turn ye again unto the Lord. You know what our families need? Turn again unto the Lord. Our church, turn again unto the Lord. Well, that's the message, but who's who's on the message, amen? Who is the postage stamp that's making sure that that letter is getting to that one who needs to turn unto the Lord? It kind of brings a personal responsibility on us, don't it? That there's the message, but the message will never get to where it needs to go unless there's a postage stamp on it. And the postage stamp is you And I, let's look at this return again unto the Lord. He says that in verse six, Uh, look in verse eight. He kind of explains it a little bit. He says, now be not stiff necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves unto the Lord. So what does it mean to turn again unto the Lord? It means to yield yourselves unto the Lord, to humble yourselves unto the Lord, to submit yourself unto the Lord, uh, to stop being stiff-necked, stop being stubborn, stop being rebellious, stop trying to fight, stop trying to be contrary, and come to the place and just yield yourself. Just humble yourself and say, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. That's the message of repentance this evening. The repentance is this, to yield yourselves unto the Lord, not to yield yourself unto religion, to yield yourself unto law, to yield yourself unto people, or yield yourself unto your own thoughts or your own uh, behaviors or your own uh, emotions or your own theology at that. But yield unto the Lord, And say, God, I just come to you as I will just bow down. And I will just submit and subject myself under your authority. I want to come unto the Lord, but you got to come humbly. So the message of repentance is yield unto the Lord. Another message of repentance is yield unto the Lord. But it means uh, to enter into his sanctuary. Look at verse 8. It says, and enter into his sanctuary. Not only yield yourselves unto the Lord, but come and place yourself where God is at. Come and place yourself into his presence. Come and enter yourself into his praise. If you're ever going to return unto the Lord, you've got to come to the Lord. And you've got to come to the Lord where he's at. You've got to come to where His praise is at and where His presence is at and where His place is at. And so many of people don't want to come unto the Lord in this way. Well, they won't ever get to the Lord. So repentance is this. You've got to yield unto the Lord. But then you've got to enter into His sanctuary. You've got to come into His presence and place and say, Here I am, Lord. I repent of my sin. I repent of my wickedness. I want to be in Your presence. I want to be in Your place. I want to be where you're praised. I want to be where you're glorified and honored. I want to be where you are. This is the message that every Christian is stamped with. And so we find that there's a third identification of what this repentance means. It it means not only yield unto the Lord and enter His sanctuary, but it means serve the Lord our God. This is missed in many occasions. The Bible says in verse 8, it says, and enter to his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God. You see, a lot of people today carry on with this thing about repentance is, is a few things. And, and the are right, but they're not fully right. For example, they say, oh, I acknowledge my sin. I acknowledge that I did wrong. I acknowledge that it was just me. Nobody made me do it. It was me. I made that choice. And so I, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. You forgive me, everybody forgive me. I want to be right, I want to do right, and I I want want to make sure that everything is right. And so that's about as far it goes. But repentance, the message of God is this, is humble yourself, yield yourself to God, and there's no pride in you, there's no ego in you, there's no justification in you, uh, there's no reasoning in you, there's, there's absolutely no, it's no anybody else's fault, nobody else is involved, it's me, Lord, it's me. Amen. And when I get to that place, I walk into the sanctuary of the Lord, and I walk into his presence, and I walk into his place, and I walk into his praise, and I say with him with an humble heart, and a yielding heart, and a submissive heart, Lord, I've come to you. And I want repentance. And then he serves the Lord. See, repentance is serving the Lord. Repentance is not saying, I'm sorry, Sister Sophia, and just moving on and not doing anything else. Repentance towards God is serving God. So we miss that. We miss that third part of what repentance is. And repentance is following the Lord. You can come to me and say you're sorry all day long. But if you stop serving the Lord, you're not in repentance. That's right. if you can, you, in, in homes or families and marriages, this happens all the time. You offend one another. You say, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but then you don't be a husband no more. You kind of change your ways. You kind of say, well, you know what? If she's going to treat me like that, I'm not going to buy her nothing. I'm not going to take her nowhere. I'm not going to get nowhere. You know what? I'm not going to fix that for her. You know, she can sit there and stew all she wants to. I told her I was sorry. I really am I am really sorry about it. But you're not really sorry. Well, if you're really sorry, you'll continue on serving her as a husband. If you're really sorry with God for sinning before God and you make it right with God, you'll continue to serve the Lord. So today we find that repentance is a yielding unto the Lord. It's an entering into his sanctu- sanctuary. It's a serving the Lord. And that's the message of God. Amen. He says to all, Return again unto me. And that ought to be the message that we have to the world this morning. Is that, listen, all we want the world to do, all we want our children to do, all we want is our spouses to do, all we want is our friends to do, our neighbors to do, our enemies to do. We don't want them to be like us, we don't want them to do what we want them to do. All oh, we ask them to turn again unto the Lord. Isn't that true? All we're asking is that you would come before the Lord and yield to him. And you'll come into his sanctuary. And then you'll serve the Lord. You know, we're always talking about our children. We wish God to save our children, save our children. That's not enough. We want God to save our children and our children serve the Lord. That's what we want. We don't want just God to save them. We want God to save them and they serve. And that's our desire. That's the desire of God. Is that He will have the message of repentance? I wonder today would you take in that repentance message? I wonder if you are uh, engaging with it. I wonder if this message of repentance is too strong for you. If this re- re- this message of repentance is too too uh, contrary to you, you, you kind of light treadly amongst everybody. I don't really want everybody to to come and yield themselves unto the Lord and, and come into his sanctuary and serve the Lord. You know what? I'm of the mind, each to his own. That's not God. Well, you know, everybody has their own life to live. That's not God. You know, everybody, they have their shortcomings. and You know, everybody, they, they, nobody's perfect. You know, there's only one. His name was Jesus. You know that old saying? What well, can I say to you, friend? I wonder how many in this room is on that message with that, as a postage stamp that says, you know what, I'm carrying that message, the message of repentance. I'm asking everybody, turn again unto the Lord. That's what our desire is today. Can I say here, fourthly, is the fourth thing concerning the message of repentance is be ye not stiff-necked. In verse 7 the Bible says and be not ye like your fathers and like your brethren which trespassed against the Lord God our fathers who therefore gave them up to be desolation as you see. Now be ye not stiff necked as your fathers were. Be not stiff necked. Like who? Like your father. That's who. You know some of us may not have fathers that knew God. Some of us may have had fathers who knew God. But if you had a father who knew not God, don't, don't be like him. Amen. <laughs> you may know of fathers today that don't love Jesus. They don't worship the Lord. They don't live in a state of repentance. Now they would have never accepted the message of repentance. Don't be like them. You say, well, if I'm like them, then you're stiff-necked. It's you're stiff necked I mean, either you turn unto the Lord or you're stiff-necked. Let's just make it simple. Either you are under the Lord in the way of repentance and you're turning unto God or you're stiff-necked. You're still stiff-necked because you're still rebellious. You're still stubborn. You're still wanting to fight. You're still
0: not just yielding. You're still not in the
1: presence of God and you're still not serving the Lord and you're stiff-necked. And that's what they are. And they, he said, the message of repentance is be not stiff-necked. That's the message. If somebody says to you, you know what, you're stubborn, there ought to be a red flag that comes up. If you're a Christian, and say, oh, boy, I'm in going in the wrong direction. <laughs> if somebody said, hey, Lee, you know what, you are rebellious. Man, you are look in the mirror and say, boy, God, I went wrong. Man, if my daddy thinks I'm rebellious, if my mama thinks I'm stubborn, if my husband or wife thinks I'm stiff-necked, man, there's something wrong with me. These are not good terms. Because, see, repentance removes all of that. And so I pray that that's the message that we're sending to the world, Jesus is, and are you that stamp that's getting it there. And so we find the word post. It always goes with the letter. We find also here, uh, fifthly, is that the repentant message of repentance is also his wrath turn from you. Look in verse 8. The Bible says that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. Look in verse 7. The Bible says, who therefore gave them up to desolation, as you see. See, the message of repentance is you will die. The message of repentance is this, either you turn again unto the Lord or you face the fierceness of His wrath. The, the message of repentance is this, turn you unto the Lord by yielding unto the Lord, by entering into His sanctuary, by smitting yourself unto Him, by being not stiff-necked, and then fifthly, about not. Coming under his fierceness of his wrath. Do you know dear people. And anyone here this evening. Whoever is listening to the voice of mine today. To know that if you continue on the road of stiff neckedness And continue on the road of stubbornness and rebellion. It will be hurtful for you. Nowhere in the Scripture has it ever came out that those who were disobedient and those that were stubborn and those that were rebellious and stiff-necked, did they not face the wrath of God. Nowhere. Only through repentance will that wrath of God be withdrawn. Only through repentance will that fierceness of God's wrath be abated. Only in repentance. Do we carry that message to the world today? Do our children know? This morning or this evening, they know that the message that I'm attached to is the message of repentance. Do your children know that? Does your spouse know that? Does your family know that? Brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, mama and daddies and grandma and grandpas, cousins and nephews. Does your neighbors know that? Does your coworkers know that? What is the message today? You're sending a message, but is this the message you're sending forth to the world that has been ordained by God? And you are the stamp on it. I wonder today. The message of repentance. Can I say here number two? Not only is there a message of repentance in that message that he sent. Talking about the king sent. But notice the same message that he sent was not only the message of repentance. But it was a message of grace. A message of grace. He says in verse 9. If ye turn again unto the Lord. That's grace. God didn't have to put if. He could have said, You turn unto me or else. Right? But he said, If, if you turn again unto the Lord. He says in verse nine, he says, If ye turn. He said, look at read it. For if you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion. If you turn unto the Lord, your children and family shall find compassion. What? In other words, those in your home, who's the places of authority, and those who are leaders in your home, the Bible says if the leader or the authority or the one that's in charge will turn unto the Lord, the compassion will come upon your children and their brethren. Isn't that something? Not only will you receive that, but your family receive that. Hey, if there's anything in all the world today that we need as our family, we need God's compassion on them. Right. How do I get that for my family as a leader and one who's in charge and one who I will stand before God one day and give an account of? How can I get compassion upon my family from God? And that is that you turn unto God. You turn unto the Lord. And you'll find compassion for your family and for your your children for your brethren. That's grace. That's grace. I mean, no telling how wicked your children are and no telling how awful your brethren are. God's grace says this, if your turn, I'll show them compassion. That's grace. Unmerited favor of God, right? <laughs> children didn't deserve it. The brethren don't deserve it. But because of you, the leader, the charge, the one, sent, the one that God's called to take this family and move them forward and progress. He says, if you turn on again unto the Lord, he said, I'll have compassion on them. Thank you for your grace, dear God. Thank you, Lord. If you turn, others will. And then he says in verse 9, if you turn, you'll find grace. Not only if you turn, others will find compassion. But you'll find, you'll find grace. Look in verse 9. He says, before them that lead them captive, so they shall come again in this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his wrath from you. You, if you turn or if you return unto him. You'll find grace. Amen. You'll find if you'll turn unto the Lord, you'll find grace. And that grace means, it's pardon, uh, that your gracious God will be gracious to you. The Bible says that very clearly. He says, God is gracious. That's the God we serve this evening. Why wouldn't you want to turn unto him? Why would you want to turn unto the devil? Why would you want to turn unto the world? Why would you want to turn unto others today? You say, well, I think I'm going to follow my friend. I think I'm going to follow my aunt, my uncle. I think I'm just going to go the way of my, of my teacher. I think I'm just going to go the way of, of this individual who has great influence in my life, the mentor of my life. I'm just going to follow what they do, what they say, and somebody, somewhere. Friend. But why wouldn't you turn unto him that is gracious? It don't make sense. There's nobody in the world that you can turn to that will be gracious. Everybody's biased. Everybody's racist. Everybody's hated. Everybody's hating. I don't care how spiritual you think you are. But you're not near and close of Jesus. Amen. He is all of grace. He's gracious today. Why would you trust in anyone else? Why would you give anyone else your life? Why would you lay down anything else for anyone else except God who is gracious? Oh, can I say today, this message, are you sending out, is it the message of grace? Where God says, if you turn, your family will be have compassion. If you turn, you'll find grace, but you'll find, according to the Scripture, you'll find mercy. The Bible says in that verse 9, merciful, merciful. God, your merciful God will show you mercy. Isn't that good? Isn't that that the message that our children need? Isn't that the message that the world needs? Listen, if you don't turn unto God, you're going to find God's wrath. But if you turn unto God, you'll find God's grace and mercy. I pray this is the message that you're sending out. I pray that the letter that's going out from the king. King Jesus. As it goes out to the world. Are you able to be stamped on that letter? That that letter of mercy. That letter of grace. That letter that you'll find. uh, How God is so a wonderful God. That he's a faithful God. Are you connected to that? I wonder. I pray that you are. Are you this stamped today? That's a message of grace, a message of repentance. Can we say this evening before the day's out, Lord, your letter is mercy and your letter is grace and faithfulness and repentance, and I'm on that letter. That's what I'm sending out. Yes, sir, I am. Can I say number two? That was the meaning of the message. I want you to notice the meaning of the stamp. Here in this verse 10, the Bible says, So the post, that's where we get our word postage from. If you study it out, you'll find that's where postage comes from. Isn't that something how people don't want to have the Bible in their lives, but yet when they go get a postage stamp, they're getting a postage stamp that's named from the Bible? They they can't even send out a letter without a postage stamp. I mean, how many people in America don't get mail? How many people don't get mail? How many people don't send out mail? I would think everybody, right? And they don't know they got got a postage stamp that the word came out of the Bible. Man, hallelujah, glory to God, just on that point. Thank you, Lord. That helped me right there. Now, do you think the letter... Would have left the king without a post? Think about that before you answer. Do you think the letter would have left the king without a post? The Bible says verse 6, so the post went with the letters from the king. Verse 10 says, so the post passed from city to city through the country. So what are the posts the post with? They're with the letter. What's in the letter? A message. And where did it go? From city to city. Well, how did it get there? The post. So the question is, do you think that the letter would have left the king without a post? No. It would still be with the king. I don't care how many letters he wrote. I don't care how many proclamations he made. I don't care if he made a multiple of decrees. Without the post, the letter's going nowhere. Letters just don't get up and go. Matter of fact, before there was a post box, what they would do was they would put a post in the middle of the city. And people would come and take a message and staple or hit a nail on the post with the message. That's what they would do. And then when you come to the city, when you come to the market, you look at the post and you get all the messages. Well, one day, God took a message, Jesus, and nailed him to a post, the cross. Amen. And so if I'm, as a postage stamp today, uh, the very letter from the king would have never left the king without a post. What you would say with me this evening, a post is pretty important. Do you think? the letter would have went from city to city without a post. No. No. The Bible says in verse 10, so the letter passed from city to... No. The Bible says, so the message passed from city... No. The Bible says the post, the post who has the letter went from city to city. You've got to understand the message is important. The message is vital. The message is necessary. The message that God has for the whole world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, is a great, great message. Unless there's a post, postage stamp, it will do no that lays a great
0: burden upon us that he could did it he could done without a post no it couldn't happen
1: number 1 king jesus today sent out a letter to the world that letter's the gospel we find that gospel in First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. It tells us very clearly and very plainly what the gospel is. Jesus died according to the
0: scriptures. Jesus was buried according to the scriptures. The gospel has to get out of these four walls. and It's got to get into those streets.
1: That gospel, that message has to get out from our hearts into our minds, and get out into those worlds, to that world, to those neighborhoods, and to those people, or they won't be saved. The message will save them. The gospel will save them. We know that. But without the post, it goes nowhere. That's why it's just not enough just to come to the house of God and hear all the message and hear all the preaching And get all excited and get all uh, learned and get all educated and get all knowledgeed up. And and have all these feelings and emotions. Boy, that's good. But we sung good. We had a good day. We had this, that, and the other. And we go out there and we don't tell the message. That's not a very good postage stamp. God help us to take the message and attach to the letter and that we will go. And give that message. King Jesus gave the message. And so we have the message. Number two, King Jesus put a post with the letter for the world. He says in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, as it's very well-known and many times we read it, often the Great Commission is given. Uh, The Bible teaches us very clearly uh, about Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen. Mark chapter sixteen, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That is what Jesus has said to do. And so now he takes his letter, and on his letter he puts a post. He puts a postage stamp on his letter. The message, the gospel. Jesus takes the message and puts a postage stamp on it to send it out. Right? Will that message get out with a postage stamp? No. Will that message be taken, that letter be taken out from the king without a post? No. But Jesus puts a stamp on that letter and we are that stamp so the post in verse 6 went with the letters verse 10 so the post passed from city to city we find king jesus sent a letter we find that king jesus put a post with the letter we also find the letters were important but the post's stamp is imperative King Jesus accepts, expects the letter to get to the address sent, doesn't he? As Jesus would send the letter, he would take the letter, he'd write the gospel. He says, okay, now, church, I'm stamping you on this letter, and I'm sending you out. And as you go out, what's the expectation of our Lord? That we do what we do. Right? So let me ask you a question. The postage stamp, the postage stamp, it has an image on it, doesn't it? Every stamp that you look at, every stamp that you have, there's going to be an image. It may be a lion. It may be a tiger. Christmas time, it's a Santa Claus. You know, Easter time, it's an egg. Uh, You know, just different times. Thanksgiving, it may be just a turkey on it. But if you look at postages and post stamps, you'll find that that image is on there. And also on postage stamps, it has the country of the postage stamp, right? USA uh, has Bulgaria or Mexico or whatever is on that stamp. And so as you and I are that stamp, we can just say it like this, that we're going to represent a country, right? And so... If we take a stamp out of the United States of America, it's going to have United States of America on it, and it's going to have some kind of emblem on it or image on it. And I can I say to you that you have the image of Christ, right? You are conformed to the image of Christ, and that's our image, Amen. But then we have another country in which is on us. We're just pilgrims and we're just strangers coming through, right? And so what country do we represent as a postage stamp? We represent a country that we could call a heavenly country, right? There's another country. It's an eternal state, amen? And that's where we're headed to, and that's where we're going to. Matter of fact, while we're here on earth, we're called ambassadors, amen? And what is an ambassador? Well, an ambassador is one who goes to another country, stays in an embassy, and in an embassy, he doesn't go and try to change the world where he's at. He's just there for the world, Amen? And a so he's of the United States of America. And that's what we are. We're representing another country. We're representing another interest. Our interest is Jesus. Jesus' interest is souls. He sends the gospel. He puts it in a letter. He puts a stamp on the letter and sends it out. And we that stamp. And when you look at that stamp, you'll see an image, the image of Christ. You look at the stamp, you'll see that it's from another country. That's what a postage stamp is. Are you of another country? Are you just kind of bearing down in this one? You got your stakes down on the ground. You got your big old sledgehammer, 50-pound sledgehammer, boom, staking it down. You got your little old tent, little three-bedroom tent. You think this is this, this is going to be good. Boy, I got all kind of things going on. You got your little chair in there you got your little couch in there and you got your little bucket of water and you roast a weenie and you you, you, you got it that. man God says I got so much better for you man you're you're just passing through and so this postage stamp is on that letter and it's given an image are you that image of Christ I pray that you are I got 10 of these and we'll close that's number one Y'all stay awake now. I mean, I don't know if you ever thought about being a postage stamp before. I've been called a lot of things, but never a postage stamp. But I promise you this, after this message, if you want to call me a postage stamp, I'll take it. Amen. So the postage stamp, number one, the postage stamp has an image on it. Do you represent the image of Christ? Number two, the postage stamp is always ready to serve. Right? Right? When you go get a postage stamp, uh, you know, Sister Heather, you go probably get stamps all the time. And you go get stamps, and when you get back in your office, you got to get them prepared. You got to get them ready. You got to write on them. You got to cut them out. You got to put the sticky stuff on the back of them and all that kind of. No, 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 man. When you buy a hundred roll or you buy a ten uh, stamps, you buy whatever, man, they're ready to go, ain't they? They're ready to serve. That's what God's post, uh, postage is. You and I, we're ready to go. And God could call us right now. Are you ready to go? Woo! Hey, we're going. All righty here. Are you ready? I mean, as you go home today, God may say, Listen, I want you to stop right there and talk to that one right there. I want you to tell them about me. I want you to give them the message of the gospel. I'm telling you, I'm sending you out and you're a postage stamp. Stop! Tell them about me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Man, I tell you all, oh, you're going to be ready tomorrow when God says, listen, it's time now to give that track out. To let them know about my, my son, my son Savior. Amen. Jesus, today, are oh, you ready? It's prepared. That that postage stamp's already prepared. It's already been ready. It's already prepared, but it's available. Amen. I mean, when you get those stamps, it's available. They're right there. Right in your hand. I, I got stamps. I'm ready. Boom, I just take it off. Blah, I'm looking. Throw it on there. I mean, listen, it's ready. It's prepared. I mean, there ain't no waiting anywhere. You say, oh, Sister Heather, I need a stamp to, to take out a mail. Boom, she goes and pulls out those and gives them to you. Usable. Right? Are you ready? See, postage stamps are ready. Anybody ever thought about that? Always ready. Number three, I'm running it down. Keep it up now. One I shut. Just keep, your mouth, just keep your mouth closed because some people drool whenever, they, whenever they, they sleep. You know what I'm talking about? There's stuff that comes out of their mouth. I hate to have, to have somebody like that. You know, y'all, y'all wear a life jacket to bed. You might drown. Number three, postage stamps, sticks until it arrives. Postage stamps, sticks. Until it arrives. Man, you take that postage stamp out and you put it on that letter, it sticks. Right? And man, it it sticks and it sticks until it arrives, and when it arrives, it's finished. And that's what a Christian is today. It is like a postage stamp that just sticks, it finishes, it completes, it ends. And the reason why that we would put a postage stamp on a letter is because we want the letter to get from A to B. And when it gets to B like it's supposed to be, it would say, hey, man, it did exactly what I wanted to do. It got here to there. And that's what a Christian is today. And we ought to be ready for God. We ought to carry the image of God. But we got to come to the place where we just stick, stick. You can't move me with the truck. I mean, you can't get rid of me if you paid me. I mean, listen, Fred, I'm going to be right next to your side. I might be a thorn in your side, but I ain't going anywhere. And once we all leave here, I'm going to be up there in heaven with you as well. Fred, I'm just not over here. Stick. I like sticking, don't you? I mean, listen, if you're going to be a Christian, be a real one. Stick. Can I say number four? We're going down the chart. A postage stamp never quits. And hear what I mean. I know that the postage stamps change a little bit now. Sometimes, Sister Heather, you, help me with this. You, you pull them off, right? And it's got, you don't have to lick it no more. Is there any postage you have to lick anymore? Well, the postage I'm talking about gets licked. I remember a long time ago when you get a postage stamp, you lick it, right? right. Some people say when well, you start licking it, you get some roaches' eggs or something on your mouth. Y'all you heard about that? Is that true? Is that true? I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. But anyway, listen, the postage, the postage just never quits, even when they get licked. Right. Right. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? Getting licked, like yeah. getting beat up. Uh-huh. Get... Punch in the face. I mean, get hit in the gut. I mean, it's what life does to you, right? Boom, boom, boom. Right, Sarah? Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to quit even if I get licked. That's for the old-fashioned. I like old-fashioned. Now, I'll tell you something else about this, about this posted stamp. See, I told you would be a little different. I hope you're enjoying it, but I am. If you're not, I'm going to leave out of here praising the Lord. I want to be a postage stamp, Amen. Not if it it even if it's licked, but even when it gets hit. Because when you get it, when you get a postage stamp, I don't I don't do this much, but but you lick it right, or you pull it from the deal, and then you put it on the on the on the letter, right? And what do you do? Smack it. Even. Even when you get smacked, the postage stamp never quits. Even when you get smacked. Have you thought about it? And you put a postage stamp on there, I don't care if you lick it or not, and you got that sticky stuff on the back of it, you're going to hit it, run over it, rub it, right? You're going to make sure it gets on that, that ladder. I mean, it's going to be get it on. Make sure it sticks on. I want it to get where it's going. Amen? Even when you rub it uh, the wrong way. Even when you rub it this way. You rub it that away Because you want it to be every edge, every corner stuck on that letter. And, friend, when you get rubbed the wrong way, yeah. postage stamps don't quit. Even when they get licked. And even when they get hit. Amen? well, I'm having a good time. Yes, number five, number five, postage stamps. they are insignificant, but significant. You know why? Because the postage stamps are carriers of little bitty letters, right? Like a letter to Santa that's important, you think, But even a letter to the president. So the letter to Santa or the letter to the president, guess what's on it? Stamp. Insignificant, but significant. Hey, it carries a serious letter, like from the IRS, and it carries a silly letter, like to somebody you're just liking. Right? Right? Yeah, you know those little love letters you got? You sure are cute. Hey, significant, insignificant. Big letters, little letters, silly letters, serious letters. Hey, do you know a stamp carries one letter or it carries more than one? Ain't that something? I, I would say that that stamp is pretty important thing. On a letter, wouldn't you think? I would consider you being pretty important too. There's no greater message today than the message of the gospel. And guess who the postage is? Us. Number six, running down the charts. Postage stamps are different. They don't have to be the same size. and Don't they come in different sizes? Yes, yeah, some are bigger, some are little, some are long, some are fat, some are whatever. They don't have to be the same size and they don't have to look the same. Right? So stamps are different. They still do the job. That's telling you and I, we don't have to be the same. We just got to be a stamp. I don't have to look like you. You ain't got to look like me. You ain't got to sound like me. I sound like you. I don't have to. Do anything that you do and you don't have to do anything I do we can just be a stamp. hey anyway, ain't that good? I'm telling you I don't have to, everybody don't have to come out of the same stamp book. It's different. Number seven, we're running down. the postage stamps are paid for. I mean you don't get free postage, do you? Oh you have to pay for it and so when you pay for it, then you get to use it right? And so the Jesus, who's the one who's sending us out, he, he paid for it. Did you know that you're the postage stamp that he paid for? For the letter that you're on is his message, and he puts you on that letter because he paid for you. Isn't that good? I mean, I'm paid for. He, The owner paid the price. He he paid it because it was worth it. I don't know what a postage is now. What is it, Sister uh, Heather? What, how much is a postage? you know? $4? 60 cents. That's horrible. Rubber stamps. Oh, forever stamps. Man, alive. 60 cents. I remember it was like 3 cents. Y'all remember that? But I've never remembered when it was free. Never. So God has paid for his postage. He's the owner of the postage stamp. Right? He paid. You know why he paid it? Because it was worth worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. I mean, listen, friend, we, we have a purpose. We, have a, we might be insignificant, but we're significant. And you know what? We may be all different, but we're important. And we're owned by Jesus who's sending the letter out with the message. And he says, I'll pay whatever I require to pay because you're worth it. And he says, I'll pay it gladly. Pay it gladly. I can imagine somebody paying 60 cents for a a stamp. I give you 60 cents. No problem. Give me that stamp because I have a letter I got to get somewhere. Right? I mean, people pay it. No, I tell you what. I give you 50 cents for it. Well, then you don't get the stamp. Okay, well, I give you 60 for it. There ain't no no negotiating with that stamp, is it? This ain't like a flea market. You go out there. I I tell you what I do for you. No, it ain't none of that. You either pay 60 cents or don't get a stamp. I can tell you right now, the stamp that's on the letter that gives the gospel to the world is a stamp that Jesus has bought. He bought it with his payment, and he did it worthily, and he did it gladly. I'm glad I can be a stamp for Jesus. Number eight. Postage stamps are collected. Right? There's collection for postage stamps all over the place. People search for. Collection for stamps. They go all over the place looking for stamps. Uh, they take the stamp, they place it in the book, right? And they put it. They put it forever. Can I say the postage stamp that you are for God? You're collected. Yeah, he had not ever lose one of his stamps. Never, never. You're gonna be collected, and hey, we're just gonna meet in the cloud one day. All his. Postage stamps. <laughs> we're we're going to be up there, and we're, we're going to meet him, and he's the, he's the message, and the message and the postage stamps are going to be in the air, up on the cloud, amen, the collection. We He don't lose not one postage stamp. He collects them. He's a collector. Can I say number nine? Postage stamps are on the right side. Right? Top right. I can say to you, Jesus is on the right side. He's on the right hand of the Father. making intercession for you and I. Listen, if you can be on the right side, you're on the right side. Everything on the left side's wrong. Everything on the right side's right. Right? If you can on every issue, on anything in life, be on the right side. The right side. That's where you want to be. And that's where stamp is at, on the right side. I like it. Lastly, number 10, the postage stamps are killed. When you go through the postage, they run through a machine, and it's called, at that point, it's called a killer mark. Did y'all know that? It's called a killer mark. Go ask your postmaster at your post office. That whenever you have a stamp, you put on a letter, and you run it through that machine, it's called a killer. Because that stamp is no longer good, right? Or you can just keep on using your stamps. So it kills the stamp. But the line that goes across that stamp to kill it is red. The blood. The blood of Jesus. That's what we're in. Amen? So as we go through and we do our job, it's the blood it's the blood that gets us to that finish line. Amen? The blood of Jesus is the one who gets us to that place where he says well done thou good and faithful servant. You've been a postage stamp. (laughs) Let's stand to our feet here this, this evening. I pray that the Lord has somehow, some way, in this type of message has given us a help. That I do want to be a postage stamp. Help me to be a postage stamp, Lord. You sing, Brother George, and we'll not tarry here much. And if you feel like you need to come and just pray, say, Lord, I haven't been a very good posted stamp. I haven't really been connected to the message of repentance and grace. I'm just kind of running around out being without a letter. I'm still, Lord, in a, in a box somewhere. I'm still in a row somewhere. I'm still not used yet. I'm not connected. I want to be connected today. How about you now? The post. The post. Maybe you say, I'm a post. I've been the very best I can be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If I can just be a post, a postage stamp for Jesus, I, I'll be happy with that. Thank you, Lord. What a glorious thing it is to carry the message of our Lord to be the one that's responsible and accountable to getting the letter to where it belongs. That's us. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Hallowed be thy name. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God. and We thank you for the message of repentance and grace. and We thank you, Lord, that you have chose post during that period of time. And even in the book of, of Esther, Lord, you've used the same. And God, I ask you tonight, today, dear God, that you'd help us in the simplicity of a common item, like a, a postage stamp. God, that we would do what a postage stamp would do. And we'd be faithful in doing that. And I know you'd bless us for it. In Jesus' name, amen.